Listener discretion has always been advised. Yeah, there is everything going on right now. I mean, you name it. Everything is going on. Today's date is Friday, July. What, what What's the date? It's July, uh, July 21st. The time now is 8. No. Yeah, it is. It's 8.50. I'm getting old, okay? All right? I'm getting older. I'm getting more mature. Like wine, the depth and the taste and what it is that I value. They're changing. Everything is changing. And even though those things are changing, you know, I mean, this is still the Justice and the Peace podcast. Papa. Grandson, my guy. What, what, what's going on? I know. I've been gone for a while. You know, the heat shuts down the recording because it's too hot to record. And I'm not trying to break any more equipment because my computer is still down. But I'm here. And we're going to make the best of what it is that we got going on in this situation. First, there's a couple of things I got to address. Now, if you've been with me along this journey, you know, and maybe you don't know, and you're going to find out. But if you have been here, you know that I have a missing mother. My mom has been missing since 1986. Yes, uh, more than half of my life, I have not known where my mother was at. I've been on TV about my mom's disappearance. Um, I have blogged about my, I've made all kinds of things about my mom's disappearance. It never catches any traction. The thing about my mom's disappearance is that it was long ago. And not much has changed from the time that mom, my mom disappeared until the time that we find ourselves in now, except the, the, the invention and, and the advantage of having the Internet. And since the Internet is here, whenever something happens, boy, as a community, don't we unite for the bullshit? We can't come together to help each other for nothing. And you know where this is going. When this lady, because the last time I recorded, I called her a bitch. I want to take that back. One day she might have kids, and I don't want to disrespect them by calling their mom a bitch. Your mom's not a bitch. She's a super bitch. She is a super master manipulator. And, and no matter what it is that you say, I may be wrong for using the language it is that I used, but is it the equivalent of the resources that it is that was expended looking for someone who said that they were looking for a toddler on the side of the fucking highway? I mean, and maybe I, I'm, I'm not mean. I'm trying to explain to you that I still miss my mom. And when this lady went missing, I said, well, shit, man, it looks like. It looks like we might actually be able to unite and the shit that happened to me won't happen to nobody else. But in the back of my heart, at the top of my mind, I just knew this shit didn't sound right. Oh, my gosh. My crazy ass lied about getting kidnapped and had the whole world looking for my dumb ass for 48 hours. Why did I do this shit? I don't even know my damn self. My name is Carly Russell, and my crazy ass faked my own abduction. Now, this 
right here is some content creator way of trying to make light of this situation. And even though this, that what we're about to listen to together, I mean, I've heard this before. Hopefully you haven't, and this is your first time. But as you listen to this, I want you to understand that the same amount of time, the same amount of thought, the same amount of resources that are put into this shit, it can be put into finding somebody who's really fucking missing. It all started just after 9.30 p.m. when I was driving down the highway coming from work. As I drove, I saw what appeared to be a leprechaun walking down the highway eating Lucky Charms. Nearby video surveillance shows my ass pulling over with my hazards on, but there was no damn child anywhere near the damn car. I must have seen a damn ghost or some shit. That's fucking impossible. Yet this is all true except for the fact that she didn't see a leprechaun. I'm not sure if she was eating Lucky Charms. She did stop by Target and pick up some snacks, though, so I don't know what the motherfucker was eating. I then called 911 and a family member to tell them about the shadow I just seen. <laughs> While on the phone, I fakingly asked the made-up child multiple times if they were okay. But to no damn surprise, the made-up motherfucker didn't respond. Oh, I didn't know that part. Like I said, I only listened to a piece of these clips, so we are listening to this for the first time together. At least I am. So this bitch had the imagination to talk to a child, knowing that the child wouldn't respond or anything, right? Right, so she does have an imagination. I was fully in character at this fucking point. Right. My crazy ass let out a fake scream for the family member to hear. The plan was to get them to think someone or something snatched my lil ass up and for them to tell the police about it. Wait a minute. What something? And who someone? When the police finally arrived, my ass did a disappearing act like the wig on my head. I even left all my shit in my car to make the shit more believable. Days went by till I came back home to my mama house standing on her porch looking like a lost fucking puppy that got out the gate. They then took me to the UAB hospital where I got down there and played crazy like somebody played in my booty hole. What? So she's acting like somebody went into the back door. Somebody was going into the pooper scooper. What is this shit? More evidence even shows I planned the shit. I had a list of problems that I tried escaping from. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of problems. I hear allegedly, all allegedly, I'm not trying to say that this is true, but allegedly, the same day that all of this shit went down, this motherfucker right here, this super bitch right here, got fired from her job for thievery. Yeah. Now, now, there's a precursor to that story that might have made her snap. I guess, well, I don't guess, I don't know. It's being reported that her boyfriend allegedly was sleeping with a stripper. So, and, and her, uh, Kaylee, and the stripper got into some sort of text message exchange about who's better in life, and Kaylee ended up being the thief whose boyfriend fucked the stripper, and she was on drugs. I had an alleged drug problem off them perkies. I was failing the fuck out of nursing school and even stole shit from my job earlier that day. That's what I just said. I knew it. I knew. Well, it looks like all of the reporting that I received 
is dead head on. Now keep in mind, all this shit is still alleged and the investigation is still open. Okay, it's all alleged. But right now, my ass is looking crazy, fam. Please share for more awareness. Why we gotta be family? Are we family? <coughs> we sure don't treat each other like family. <coughs> Excuse me, that is a... That is a... Uh, used to be controlled substance that is uh not controlled anymore but regulated in a fashion that uh it should not be regulated it grows from the earth but anyway this crazy bitch i mean there's a lot that this content creator left out the biggest one being that she actually this lady actually planned her getaway from the movie uh, uh, Taken. Now, I made a clip, and I don't think that I've ever played one of my own clips on the show. So let me see if I can find the clip. Yes, go to Justice Peace Pod. Justice and the Peace Pod on Instagram. There, th There's hundreds of videos up now. That's what I'm doing right now. Everybody has a fucking podcast and to contend with so many motherfuckers that's mumbling and jumbling and doing whatever the fuck it is to get attention instead of actually pushing the narrative about clear conversation, understanding, growth, and not only that, empowerment and encouragement. I, I, I mean, my audience is going to have to 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 do their due diligence, man, and, and share the podcast. That's all I can say. I'm looking for this shit right now. Like I said... I haven't really played uh, uh, any of my clips on there, but I talk about the, the 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 Kay Lee story so much because I have a story. We all have a story, right? It it starts at home, you know, your parental units, the people who taught you how to crawl, they taught you how to how to walk, they taught you how to run, they taught you how to talk, they gave you your first kiss. Your last kiss on your first day to school also. I'm talking about your parental units. And here we come. Here I go. Full circle back around on what it is that had me triggered and why I, I mean, I could have recorded yesterday, but I didn't want to call this bitch a bunch of super bitches. So here we are today and I'm doing it anyway. But my mom has been missing since 1986. I want you to imagine that. I want you to imagine when you were six years old, all of the memories that you have with your parents or especially your mom, because I have no memory of the guy who made me with my mom at all, except for the vague instances and when he pops in and pops out of my life, which he says he didn't do, but I'm not necessarily sure I believe that shit. <clears throat> I want you to imagine you're six years old in your life. And at six years old, after that, no more mom. And no, she doesn't die. She doesn't like go to a grave site to where you can go and, 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 and put flowers and you know where she's at. And you know that if you believe in, in, in a religion, that she is resting in peace. I want you to imagine that. And then I want you to imagine 
that as you get older, you start to ask questions on why your mom isn't here and where is your mom that you find out that your mom was murdered by a serial killer. On June 18th, 1986, Sacramento police made a grisly discovery at this house on 4th Avenue in Oak Park. This is where it all started, yep. This is where it all started. A 22-year-old prostitute named Yolanda Johnson found dead in a closet. Over the next 10 months, police would find the bodies of six more young women, most of them buried in shallow graves behind other Oak Park homes. And all of them linked to Oak Park handyman Morris Solomon Jr., later convicted of six murders and sentenced to death. This case is not over. Not by a long shot. You're damn right. Now, that's Tony Harvey. He's a guy who actually wrote a book about the homicidal handyman, Morris Solomon. This guy can give us a little bit of insight with this clip. He can give us just a little bit insight on some of this shit. Sacramento journalist Tony Harvey published a book on the Solomon case, which he says is incomplete. Even though the killing stopped, there's people still out there missing. Police never found a number of other young women who disappeared during the time of the Solomon killings. No one's looking for um, a missing crackhead prostitute. One of those missing women is Paige Lawrence, who left her young son named Justice 27 years ago to run a quick errand. Now, this was recorded like 12 or 13 years ago. Now, my mom left me when I was six. I'm 43. You do the motherfucking math. I haven't seen my mom in three decades, at least, at least. Now, when I saw the story about this young lady who was trying to help a child, at first that tugged at my heart. But then I thought about the circumstances in which it is that we find ourselves inside of that story. A lady driving on the highway happens to be the only person who sees a child on the side of the highway. All kind of flags go off. Do you know how hard it is to walk to a highway as a human being just being grown without being hit by a car? Can we imagine that a child did that? Then can we imagine that somebody pulled over and then kicked a child out the side of their car and didn't nobody else see it and pull over or contact authorities in 2000? in 23, where everybody has a fucking cell phone and everybody wants to go Insta-famous or Facebook famous. I mean, none of those things add up. It just didn't add up. But one thing that did add up was that she was not classified. And when I say classified, I mean exactly in reference to what it was that I said in this clip that you heard me say, no one was looking for a black crackhead prostitute. And that's not how I would address my mother if I were to see her today. This is what they have in their files. I am sure of this shit. When things happen in your life and you keep coming into contact with police, they start to hit off little boxes and shit like high risk, flight risk. Uh, uh. That's why they ask you, do you have any priors in shit when they meet up with you? Because they're filling out a profile. They're filling out your fucking profile. And back in the day, my mom checked all the wrong damn boxes. The craziest part about all of this 
is that my mom is a beautiful dark-skinned woman. And if you were to see me with her in the pictures, matter of fact, that's going to be the thumbnail. Me and my mom. The picture that you see is the thumbnail is a picture of me and my mom. If you saw me with my mom in the 80s, you would think that she was babysitting somebody's white kid. She kissed me on my forehead. She said, Justice, I love you. I'm finna go get some milk. I'll be right back. I just want to know, did, she, did, did you get the milk? I mean, were you able to at least get the milk? Because you didn't come back. Justice later learned from relatives that his mother used to do drugs in Oak Park with Morris Solomon. I actually looked up Morris Solomon. He was the cold dude. Yes, Paige Lawrence, very familiar name. It was one of the missing persons reports. Retired SAC PD Detective John Cabrera investigated 313 murder cases during his 15 years in homicide, including one linked to Morris Solomon. Cabrera shares the belief that Paige Lawrence is likely buried somewhere in Oak Park. Now, I want you to think about that. Let's go back to that six-year-old child that we were talking about, at least that I was talking about. I want to talk to you. I want you to understand that at that age, everything in my life, even not knowing, not not be knowing, even me not knowing, I, the word escapes me at the moment, even without me knowing, everything in my life changed. But it was normal. That was my normal life. Not to have a mom. Not to celebrate Mother's Day. Now, I mean, we celebrated Mother's Day for all the mothers, but I never like really celebrated Mother's Day for my mom. That, that wasn't a natural occurrence. It really couldn't be a natural occurrence when your mom isn't there. And, and, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because for far too fucking long, I've been talking about doing my mom's project. I've been waiting for the right time, waiting for the right moment, waiting, waiting. And it's time to stop fucking waiting. I want everyone to know that when you get your notification on Monday, it will be from this podcast, the Justice and the Peace podcast, but it will be a snippet of my mom's podcast that will be dropping on Monday. The, the, the facts of my mom's case are still open, and I know more about my mom's case than the detectives do. And the most, the, 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 the most infuriating part and also saddening part is that when you put on no, when you put on those that uniform and, and 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 you get those those things to become a police officer to protect and to and to serve and to preserve I believe should be in there to protect and serve you should not do that shit to go viral you should not want to be a cop that wants to go viral but everybody, it seems like right now, won't move unless they can be a part of something that's viral because recognition is needed. Now, the only recognition I need is for people to recognize that I'm still looking for my mom. That's what I need you to recognize. And when my mom disappeared in 1986, it gave me a set of goggles that most of you motherfuckers couldn't wear. And that's why I podcast. That's why I have a unique ability at seeing through the bullshit. Because since a young age, I didn't have time 
to play with the bullshit. I just didn't have it. I was set here in a certain set of circumstances to become the individual who it is that you hear right now talking about subject matter that some of you guys sensationalize because you think that this shit is a fucking game. When people disappear out of your life, when people get murdered, things change. There's a ripple effect. And even though it may not seem related or even kind of uh, uh, a way to, 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 to segue into another subject, to me it completely is. Because me losing my mom at a young age, to me, was normal. Completely normal. And I grew up, as far as I knew, fucking normal until I got around some people who tried to show me they fucking normal. And I pointed out the holes in they fucking normal. And it just let me know that the thing that's really normal about life is what you normalize. And this morning, one thing that's going to be normal is us understanding loss, love, and legacy. You guys all know who Gilly the Kid is. And I first and foremost want to send my love, my condolences, my prayers, and nothing but my eternal, I mean, my eternal blessings for that whole family over there. There are clubs in this country that people don't brag about. I'm part of one of those clubs. It's not a big club. It's not a club that's to be bragged about. It's I haven't seen my mom since I was a kid and she might be dead somewhere in the neighborhood in the city that I still live in club. But there's a very familiar club that no one wants to talk about that we all recognize exists. But yet and still, when you turn on that motherfucking music, you act like you're not adding another layer to the bullshit sandwich that has been fed to us. And that club is I had to bury my child club. This new everybody is a gangster movement. Everybody can kill everybody movement. This shit is not nothing new under the sun. What is new is America's promotion of it. Every single motherfucker wants to be a gang member. All these people hollering gang gang truthfully don't understand what a gang is. You don't get it. You understand hurt, though. You understand fear, though. You understand loneliness. So you gravitate towards the momentum of following instead of adjusting. And when I say following, people fall in to the wave of movement that culture and society presents to them without even thinking about it. I'm going to get me some Jordans. Without even thinking about it, I'm about to get me a new iPhone. Without even thinking about it, I'm about to get me a new PlayStation 5. I don't give a fuck if it costs $2,000. All waves, all culture, but nothing, nothing is much more profitized now than this, this gangster culture. And this gangster culture, it bleeds out harm. In so many damn ways, you got people who really think that this is the life that they want to lead until it ain't no more life to be led. 
or until their life is impacted and inflicted by lead. I know nothing about Gilly the Kid or his son or anything else like that. I just want to send my love and condolences and blessings to that side of the nation. What I do understand, though, is that now he is a part of a club that he did not sign up for. He is a part of a group that always has to act like it's healed, but can never fully functionally heal. You can't just say that this is never going to be right. You, you just can't say that without people understanding what you've been through, but they can't understand what you've been through because they haven't been through what the fuck you've been through. So he's part of one of my clubs. And I don't own any of these clubs. I just recognize that they exist. This is where a lot of the hurt, re, uh, the, the, the redistribution of hurt comes from. Where people are forced to act like they are going to be all right. I'm not going to lie to you. I think that I'm a, I know that I'm a good person. I treat people the same way that they treat me. But I will not lie and say that there has not been a day that has passed since 1986 where I have not thought about my mom. And I can safely suggest and say that there will not be another day that passes where Gilly the Kid will not think about his son. A lot of motherfuckers is out there making some really, really, really terrible uh, posts, saying some really, really hurtful fucking things and putting things into the ether that they cannot take back. I do warn people that sometimes karma don't take time to get to you. Sometimes that motherfucker is instant. And I'm not going to mention no names. I don't give a fuck where you're from, what you do, or all that other shit. You're part of the gang culture who feels like anything being said from you can't be questioned. But as soon as somebody says something about you, you ready to murder everything. So I don't know about people being gang members more than people being a gang of bitches. Because this is some serious bitch behavior that we see going on right now. And if anybody is in the proximity of Gilly and his family or anybody else, sometimes the best thing to do is just shut up. Just show support. Because now he has crossed into a threshold that no parent has ever wanted to cross. He's walked through a door that none of us want to even think about. And he's there. And as I watched the internet try to make money off of, uh, uh, try to profitize off of one man's loss and turn that loss into a spectacular gain, the only thing that I could do is pray for your uncivilized ass, man. I mean, it's some poopy ass shit, right? Some shitty shit, dude. Some, some serious shitty, I'm not giving nobody no shout outs on here about the shit that they putting up about Gilly, but you know you wrong. And if you hear this podcast, you ain't got to look around. Just look inside. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Like I said, the only reason for me to even get on here th today is to let you know that, yes, 
the ball is moving. It's rolling. It's been pushed. I kicked it. I don't know the proper terminology for it. But when you get your notification on Monday, matter of fact, turn your notifications on because I might decide to drop over the weekend. There's a lot of things that I got to air out. There's a lot of people that need to definitely have their feet held to the motherfucking fire. And truthfully, it's not my fault. I didn't uh I didn't step nowhere I shouldn't step. I didn't step on nobody who should have been stepped on and I am not standing where I should not be. So, with that being said, I'm going to get the fuck out of here and wish you a very happy motherfucking Friday. Matter of fact, before I do get out of here, it's one thing that I do got to share is yes, right here. Check this shit out. I know it's Friday. And I know some of you motherfuckers like to play with drugs. And I'm not talking about weed and wax and mushrooms and, and psilocybin and all that shit. I'm not talking about things that grow out of the earth. I'm talking about those man-made chemicals. Here's another one of my clips. Justice Peace Pod. Yeah. So you didn't get enough. What the fuck? Take a look at this. You're looking at a fairly new and dangerous designer drug. It's being sold on the street as cocaine, MDMA, as ecstasy. They got some new shit out that look like crack. Probably can be pressed into pill. And it, just listen. According to the Drug Enforcement Administration, it's popping up at night, night spots. Yes, the new drug is called NN dimethapentalone hydrochloric. Area nightclubs and bars are where law enforcement is finding a younger generation of people in possession of a new drug called NN dimethapentalone hydrochloride. Alternative that people are turning to just because of the price. Those effects include an increase in energy and euphoria, similar to the effects of other narcotic stimulants. Similar effects, law enforcement says it also has the potential to deliver the same negative side effects, which include high blood pressure, rapid heart rate, hypothermia, hallucinations, dehydration, loss of consciousness, and death. Wait a second. Hypothermia? You can get hypothermia from doing drugs? Yes. Come closer. Because it looks like chunks of cocaine and is sold as cocaine, an unsuspecting buyer may think he or she is getting the real cocaine when in fact they're getting something else. And he says because of that, uh, that could potentially uh, cause that, that buyer to uh, resort to violence. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my clips. It's... Better for visual. This is for the audio. But there's a new drug, and it's circulating around nightclubs and shit, which means your street vendors, they probably have some of this shit. So if one of your guys says that he got some cocaine or some molly or some other shit, I don't even know. I don't do hard drugs. I, 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 Man, I haven't done ecstasy and shit. I don't know how long. But that's besides the point. If you're out at clubs and you're doing shit and you're doing drugs and shit like that, please... Be very, very wary of what the fuck it is that you buy off the damn streets because this shit, it looks like cocaine. It, it, it also can look like crack. And at the same time, it can be sold as Molly. And I'm not I'm not sure, but I just guesstimate if somebody has a pill presser, they have the ability to press this shit in the pills. So please be motherfucking careful on your Friday night flights.
Anyway, at this time, please, if you would greatly do me a favor, pull out your phone, hit the like button. Can I get a five-star rating? And it would greatly mean the world to me if you would share the podcast to one of the people that you hate. I know you hate somebody. Somebody gets on your nerves, talk way too much, be on your phone talking about dumbass shit. Send the podcast to them. Okay, this is how you shut up people who talk too much. Send them, send me to them. Okay, and then the next time that they call you, you be like, ah, you, you, oh, you thought that was some shit. Send them another podcast. That's what you do. When you don't want to talk to somebody, say, listen, I'm, I, I can't talk right now. I'm, I'm listening to the Justice and the Peace podcast. Well, why don't you go over and check that shit out, and then I'll talk to you after that one is done. Then you can lie for the rest of the day. And then they call you the next day, and you're like, I'm listening to another episode. That's what you can do. Share the podcast. You know, sharing is caring. <coughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. <coughs> oh, I'll breathe in when I should have breathed out. Every single one of these podcasts are recorded in one sitting. You just experienced that. I choked, and I'm not going to edit that out. Every single one of these podcasts is recorded in one sitting. There are no go-backs. There are no redos. Uh, I don't edit this shit, and once it goes up, it never comes down. Unless I put the wrong episode up on the wrong motherfucking day, and I have to adjust some shit. Please do. Whatever it is that you need to do to get through, just don't hurt nobody in the process. It is not worth it. This is something that I can guarantee you. You do not want to keep the cycle of hurt and pain in your karma, man. Last, indefinitely, not least. But one of the first things I want you to remember is that every single one of these podcasts is dedicated to the life, love, legacy, and memory of my mother page. Monday, the sun will rise on a new chapter of this investigation, and we shall see what we're going to find once I start to turn over these stones, not only in front of you in real time, but hopefully with your assistance in real time. Once again, I cannot thank you enough for listening. My name is Justice, and this is The Peace. My peace. Wait a minute. Can I say? I, I can say what the fuck I want to say. Peace.